The EC Podcast exists to equip believers to make disciples and love others for the glory of Jesus Christ. And welcome to episode number 29, where we are going to talk about church burnout. With me today is Pastor Aaron Case, Pastor Jonathan Mitchell, and Pastor Gary Singleton. Gentlemen, hello. Hey. Hello, sir. How's it going? Everybody good? Doing well. Fantastic. So we're talking about, I think, I think it's a great topic, Um, and that is church burnout. And we're going to look at what that is, why we're talking. Listen, you, you cannot sit here if you are listening right this moment and be like, Click, I'm going to turn this off because this does not apply to me. I feel like this is something that it it will apply or has applied or is going to apply at some point in your life. Can we agree with that? Yeah. yeah absolutely. So uh, let's, let's jump in. What it is, what we're kind of meaning by this, why we're having this conversation. By the way, shout out, I feel is necessary to the college group um, because this they gave us a million ideas, but this was one of them. Yeah. Um, they are so wise, and so we appreciate their their idea on this uh, as we discuss it today. So I just want to give them a quick shout out. We love our college kids. We love them kids. They so good. Uh, so somebody jump in, tell us what it is, what we're kind of talking about today. Yeah. So uh, church burnout is it can happen for a plethora of reasons. I think we will probably address some of the reasons as to why, but I mean, essentially, I. It, it it would be basically just to a point where you feel like, you know, what's the point? Um, or, um, you know, I'm struggling to keep going on. I don't want to do this. Um, and, and you start to, to battle all those uh, questions and kind of see, is there any actual purpose to what I'm doing? And, and I, I think that can happen for obviously a lot of reasons and, and why it's, so prevalent is, uh, I think, especially in a church like our context, uh, maybe a smaller church, um, it is, it, it happens often. And, you know, some of the reasons is probably, um, there's not as many people serving as you would like. And so sometimes, you know, people are kind of in different areas and all of a sudden you're at church all the time and you feel like you're neglecting other things, whatever it might be. Um, but, but burnout is, is a real thing that, uh, where, where you go through dry spells and you feel distant, uh, both from, from God and from others. And, um, and, and I think we would all be lying if we said, oh, you know, it's not something I experienced. And, and obviously, uh, church burnout is one thing, but the, I mean, there's also burnout in all, a lot of other areas in life, but this one is extremely important because I think even thinking back to the last episode, um, a, a lot of a lot of children that become adults, maybe this is a, a potential reason that they leave. Is they they don't feel like um, you know, no pun intended, because we're talking about burnout. But the rubber doesn't meet the road with faith, and mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, count count one for the pun there. But uh, you know, and and so a lot of it just feels like maybe monotonous exercise with no 
no purpose. Kind of like running on a treadmill, um, at least for me. Or running in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but especially running on a treadmill. <laughs> um, although that does have actual purpose, but it just sort of doesn't feel like it. And and there's such a struggle to basically to to get ourselves going and 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 we want to explore why is this happening what why why do we struggle with this and and what causes this how can we combat these things because um although it does happen a lot we would love to make it something that um is quite preventative i guess and so um yeah we want we want to help each other because i think all, like we said a lot of us have experienced this so let's jump in with some reasons some that we've heard or that we've felt uh, when it comes to church burnout. And Johnny, you mentioned one a second ago, if you want to throw that back in here. Yeah, the one I mentioned is, uh, and I, I've felt this one for sure, is maybe being stretched a little thin in regards to serving in the church. And, you know, you, you're, you're doing children's ministry and helping out with the worship and, you know, helping with the kids and, um you know, you're doing Bible studies and it feels like you're always there serving in some capacity and then also battling a little bit of, uh, you know, no one recognizes that a little bit and which can be another reason we talk about, but, um, that stretching thin, I think it can go with even in like the workforce is you, you feel like you're doing so much and especially if it feels like there's really no reward at all. Um, you can, you can kind of be like, well, okay, well, this is kind of this is kind of pointless. I'm just gonna um, not do it. <laughs> the answer is just, well, I guess I just won't do anything. Yeah, the the old saying is what like ten uh, percent of the people do ninety percent of the the work in the church, and so uh, yeah, that's it. That's easy to get kind of frustrated or, or disappointed about is you're you're pulling your weight or you're paddling your boat or you're part of the boat, and you look around and no one else is mm-hmm. paddling or pulling their way uh, along with it. So it, it's easy to become frustrated and, and get that burnout. So this has been uh, several years ago, but there was a time in my life where I would get literally get tired of coming to church and it was a battle of my flesh. Like I would, I would wake up Sunday morning and I know I was supposed to go to church and I was like, nah, I'm going to stay home and watch TV today. Um, and, the times where I made myself go, like it was like um, the Lord, I don't know, reward would be a good, it was like I conquered my flesh that day and it was so rewarding to go to church that day. And there's been other times um, where like say on a a Wednesday night, I didn't want to come to church, but then I, would come, and this has been several years ago, this is not, um, I'm going to get to what now is, but this well, is several years week. ago. Don't <laughs> lie. <laughs> Come no, on, no, keep, several keep years telling ago. yourself that. It's not no, like you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, there was one night in particular, I'll never forget this, I did not want to come to church. Christy like, yes, you're going to church. I was like, I don't want to go. Praise God. <laughs> She's like, you're going to church. So I came to church, and I was like, uh, um, um, being obstinate, I had a bad attitude already going to church. <laughs> and I remember, I don't remember the song, but it was like as soon as we started singing, 
I started singing and as soon as I started singing it was like the Lord just like lifted my heart and whatever was going on was gone and um so I'll never I'll, I'll never forget those uh, times today it seems like there's times where like I get I don't want to say um uh, uh stretched out or anything like but I get like a dry spell of what I was telling the men earlier like I'll I'll go even like a week and I'm it's like a struggle to pick up my Bible to read my Bible but then as soon as I pick up my Bible to read it it's like jubilee it's like oh I remember heaven's you know? jubilee <laughs> yeah but but and then um, oh what singing and shouting and then well. Well, sorry, we're close. Well, Bobby, we're, we're in our sorry. Stage. No, I'm just trying to give Maybe examples, but like, man, right? yeah, but or even to pray. Like, there's times where I like I'll struggle to like, and it's got to be a battle in my flesh. Like I'll, I'm like, but then as soon as I pray, it's whatever was going on is is gone, and um, and then and honestly, sometimes those are the sweetest prayers because it's like. I feel like the Lord just gives me more and more things to pray about at that time. It's like I just get bombarded. We'll pray about this, pray about this, pray about this. And I just keep uh, getting thoughts uh, across my heart to pray for. And Bobby said something before we started, too, that just kind of uh, hit home with me. You know, I think sometimes I internalize like it's about me for some reason that I'm reading God's word or it's about me that I'm praying and it's all about him. <laughs> Everything is about Jesus Christ. Everything. When we're reading God's word, it's to get to know him further. It's to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. It's to um, elevate him and his, and um, what he has done, not anything that we have done or could do. And the same with our prayers, like we're, it's our petitions being known to a holy God. Like, how dare I internalize that somehow, like make it, you know, like, oh, do I really have to pray again? Seriously, you're praying to the, the creator of this universe who hears you if you pray according to his will. Like, that's the most um, uh, joyous <laughs> thing that we could possibly do to, is to know that the creator of this universe is hearing us when we pray and so you know i do my absolute best not to take those things for granted reading god's word and praying being able to know my creator being able to create pray to my creator but there i'm i'm not going to sit here and say that i don't battle my flesh at times because i know that i do yeah, no, I, I think of so many people who will come in, and I know you guys have experienced this, well, they haven't been in the church in a while, or, you know, they, they go to another church, and they, you know, some reason they came here one day, and they're just like, oh my gosh, like, today was for me, and then they give you all this back, you know, backlog of circumstances that led them to church that day, and what's what's super sad, it's almost like, it's almost like the people who come to us <laughs> and say that they <laughs> enjoy our our preaching and stuff, you know, and we know that's a bad sign. <laughs> Whenever someone says that, I'm always worried because, like you know, kiss of death. it's, it is like the kiss of death. We, we almost, what's sad is, and I think the reason why today is important is because most of those folks, even though, you know, like God was totally speaking to them um, and moving, 
sadly, what you see is a forsaking of it almost immediately, you know? And, and just for me personally, when I think of, when I think of areas where burnout occurs and reasons why is again, something Bobby, you've brought up again before all of us have dealt with, but is church hurt. Um, being let down by people that we by all means should have been trust been able to trust um being let down by churches by bodies by you know by situations um my goodness i mean I, without getting too personal um you know when you get in and you get involved and you get into the background of what really happens like the guts of what goes on in the church and then you see people's true hearts um you know, people who you've you've lived around, you've you've cried with their kids. You know, you've reached out to them, you've you've loved them the best you could, and then as soon as the situation flips, you're forsaken, and and you find yourself. And I know, I know my after being at a church for over a decade, um, just uh, for absolute garbage to be believed, and. And then not know what to do. I mean, the place where you've, where, like I say, you literally had skin in the game. And all of a sudden, you're an outsider. And and it's it's tough. Because I know it's easy to say, well, we shouldn't, you know, our faith isn't in people, you know, we do all the, the tough guy stuff. But at the same time, when you consider people family, and then all of a sudden, you're the black sheep, and you you're pretty pretty good conscience that you did the right thing that's that's a tough card to deal with and and I think that's one area that can lead not just to church hurt or I'm sorry burnout but the evacu- evacuation completely from church and fellowship yeah it, <clears throat> excuse me and it's you know it's not just the size of the church right uh, we've all been a part of different sizes of churches and you know we we are speaking a lot based off of where we're at and, and our church here at Eden Chapel, uh, where our our members, I'm sure, deal with church burnout and, you know, but they also serve greatly. Uh, but this can happen at any size church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've all been a part of larger congregations and things like that and, and saw the exact same thing happen or happen to us personally. I mean, you know, I can speak to that for, for my wife and myself, uh, just dealing with um, you know, working hard, and it's so weird, and it's such a selfish thing um, to seek the approval of men, uh, and and I think that also has a lot to do with the church burnout situation, is is seeking the approval of men. But Does like anyone you, appreciate me? Right? Yeah, but like you said, you know, you you've got skin in the game, and you think that uh, you think you're doing the right thing, and and unfortunately, a lot of times that's not how it works out. And you're right; it causes the evacuation, the mass evacuation of of churches. Um, and so that's why we're here today talking about it because this is a real thing mm-hmm. that we are dealing with. Uh, so stretch thin, obvious reason, right? Um, putting yourself in places for whatever reason, whether it's because you really want to serve there or, you know, we, we mentioned maybe it's selfish in nature. Maybe, uh, you believe that you're the only one who can do it or you're the, uh, the best one at it and, or you don't want to see, you know, person Z over there, take care of, you know, do it because they won't, they can't do it that great. There's a r- lot of reasons that we put ourselves in positions um, in the church, uh, right, wrong, or somewhere in between that causes the burnout. Well, and I think, 
I think it's another reason, honestly, is times if we want to be forthright, it's times that we failed too. Um, what what we deal with as pastors often um, is not only you know our mistakes that we make and, and where we need to repent, but we deal with people coming to our church who who have admittedly failed, like in a major way, and the situation just wasn't handled correctly at their church. You know, there was no means for restoration. There was no, um, you know, accurate biblical um, discipline. And and we get the opposite side of that as well. Um, what What is super sad is um, in church, you also deal with people who know where others come from. And they're like, do you know what that person did? Do you know what they were involved in? Do you know the reason why they don't go there anymore? And what we thunder um, as lovingly as we can is, where do you want them to go? Is are we not a place that accept people who sin? Then we ought to close our our doors. Sorry, I was about. Yeah. <laughs> but the, what's the purpose of us being here at all? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, a, there's nothing that drives me nuts more more crazy than that. Well, that person went there. Did you hear what they allegedly did? Yeah, I, I've heard a lot about that. We've actually looked into it. And as far as that goes, um, you know, what do you want us to do with them? And what what sin is too too far for them to have fellowship with us here? Because we're so pure and perfect. When, when can we allow them in? And where do you draw the line? You know, like... There are people out there who are hurting, and this is part of the reason they don't come to church is because we're worse than hairdressers with running our mouths. And what we need to be doing is having open arms. And listen, if they're not repentant, there's steps that we go through the scriptures. Yes, we're protective. If we understand someone's uh, past, we don't throw them to the lion's den and, and throw them to temptation again either. But at the same time, I, I don't blame a lot of folks. It's not just that they messed up and ran for them you know, from their sin. But a lot of times, you know, they've just not been loved the way they should have been. Well, first of all, we about had to put an explicit warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pastor fired up. Oh, that's so right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Stuff about got thrown. Yeah. We're going to be in the same channel as Snoop Dogg there for a second. <laughs> uh, easy <don't>, podcast, <laughs> easy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but going on to, with that personal failure, I think a lot of, uh, in this category, it's not just maybe one big past failure, but it's like that. Why do I keep doing that type of, you know, like it's a, it's a recurring yeah. failure. Why, why do I keep looking at that? Why do I keep saying this? Why do I keep uh, having the urge to, to do this? Why, why do I struggle with slander so much? I, I, I truly want, like, I, God, I, I want to rid, I want this away from me. I, I, I want to trust you. And then you fall and you fall and you fall again to, you know, I've, I've certainly been there many times in my life. It's like, if it's just never gonna, like, what, what's the point, you know, like, and, uh, I, I think that's a, a prominent part of, of burnout as well is, is not just the, the big thing that might've happened, but this just recurring, um, you know, Paul had a physical thorn in his flesh, but it's like it's like almost a spiritual battle going on that you just like cannot get rid of, and um, you know where the remedy to that would be to to rely on Christ. A lot of it, it causes us to like distance ourselves because of 
man, what, what is the point if I continue just to struggle? So what are some other reasons that you've heard or we've seen for church burnout? I mean, we've, we've talked about, you know, just overdoing it, stretching too thin, and then what you guys just kind of wrapped up right there. But what are some other reasons that, that we may see this take place? Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, personally, what it used to be, and praise God, he has delivered me in many ways from this, but I, I, our people have probably heard it way too many times, but man, when I first began teaching and preaching, you know, I used to come <laughs> just expecting God to open up the heavens every time. You know what I mean? And like, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But I would prepare the best I could. You know, I would put everything where it needed to be. I'd pray over it. And <laughs> it would it would seem like everyone would leave worse than they came. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it was... It was very discouraging. Why? Because I've given all that I've got to this, and I'm like, I'm expecting, like, revival. You know what I'm saying? And what I see is people walking the other way, you know? And for me, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned is I can't control that. The The results aren't on me, you know? Um, I just need to be faithful. I just need to trust the one who, who does take care of the results. And honestly, when, when I relinquished that and understood that faithful proclamation was all that I was responsible for, living a, you know, a life that pointed others to Christ, um, not that that's easy or anything, but that took the weight off me. And, you know, great, if someone comes up to me afterwards and was blessed, praise God, you know, if I never hear about it and I was faithful to the word and I can have a good conscience before the Lord, then praise God, you know, I can rest in that. I don't have to have all this affirmation, you know, even though, you know, there's so many times, you know, you look for it, you want it, um, but you got to refocus and remember, you know, exactly who controls it all. Yeah, for me, that kind of going on those lines is I found myself, I remember God really smacking me in the face for it, but um, doing all these things, preparing sermons, preaching sermons, um, preparing worship sets and leading them so that people would be like, man, Jonathan, that was just amazing. You know, you have shown me the light type of deal. And like I was essentially kind of, I've said it this way, doing God's work for my own glory. And so um, it was like the content was, you know, content you'd want to preach or sing, but then, what the result I hoped would be was that people would somehow see me as this, you know, awesome guy and, um, or being really confronted with that. Well, where burnout will come in is when you're doing all that, uh, for that reason. And, um, no one says a word um, or like Aaron said, you know, you've, I remember preparing 20 hours at times for sermons and it being like, wow, that went terrible. Like, no, I, I think four people fell asleep and, you know, <laughs> things like that. And, you know, and I mean, just for the next week, two weeks, I would just be completely distraught, you know, and it really took, um, you know, that I, and I remember specifically one time talking to Aaron, you know, just kind of struggling and Aaron being like, dude, like I trust you. And just, do you, do you trust that you're glorifying God? Then, I don't care what happens. Just do that. And I was like, man, that was such a freeing thought. <laughs> like, 
just Praise glorify God. God. And, and um, it's, like we said, it's not necessarily easy uh, to let that be your only motive. It's, we're going to battle and war with our flesh for that. But, but I'll certainly experience burnout in that area, doing God's work for my glory. And then, yeah, when you don't get it, it's... Uh, <laughs> It'll be burnout. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, like, I agree. I think we've all been there. That it feels like what you're doing. You know, for me, it would be the music side of it. It feels like it's just, you know, you've prepped, you've prayed, you've you've created a list, and the, and the music people are always like, that sets fire. You know, that's what we say. <laughs> that's what we say. Or we send the fire emoji. Yeah. Um, and so, and then you get up there. Fuego for you Spanish. That's right. Yeah. Muy. Fuego. Yes. Uh, But, you know, that's what we use. And then we get up there. And again, I can only speak to music people, but, um, you know, we get up there and and we deliver the way that we think that is going to just set the building on fire and it hits a wall and bounces right in your face. And that's tough. Mm -hmm. And that takes some self-reflection when you get the time off the stage to say, you know, was I... Was I doing this for me to so I could see and hear the audience's reaction? Or am I doing this for God's glory and he's going to use it however he sees fit? Um, You know, even if it was just to teach me a lesson this week. And so that's 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 tough. Well, gosh, even in I mean, in preaching, it's one thing because most folks, you know, are naturally stoic. You know, they're not really going to interact with you big time, you know, and oohs and ahs like that but in worship like you know i think you know the those that is a direct correlation especially with people pleasing and wanting that affirmation from them right because we are literally pouring out our hearts before god you know and when you see people just unengaged you know maybe not singing not paying attention and you're like you know you're up there and you're you're leading them to this you know and they they're not picking it up at all they're not following so I mean, I can't imagine, you know, especially, you know, in regards to immediate gratification, I think worship is probably one of the most dangerous areas yeah. to be in, in regards to that. And I think if you, if you gauge your success on people's reaction, uh, you're dooming yourself, yeah. right? right? You're yeah, dooming it's, yourself. It's, it's totally just a sinful, worldly ego that needs stroked, yeah, right, um, right. you know, and, and that's tough to get out of. So with that being said, how do we persevere through this? You're listening at home and you were like, you know, I am burnt out. I am stretched thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm literally doing all I can. What can I do to persevere through this? Literally pick up your Bible and read it. Uh, pray. Uh, if you're married, grab your wife pray. Um, if you have children, grab your children, pray. Um, uh, and come to church, uh, interact, (laughs) fellowship with others, Mm -hmm. actually fellowship with other people. You know, don't just come here, sit on a seat or pew, whatever you, wherever you go to church and, um, and not interact with others. That's uh, one of the purposes of the church fellowship um praise and worship uh, singing hymns uh to the lord uh the preaching and teaching of god's word um you've got to fight your flesh and get up and do it and that's there's no other way uh, in my mind that i can think of 
uh, for practical application other than you just do it. <laughs> you you do it. We're going to have to pay royalties tonight yeah. for that one. <laughs> um, you pick up your Bible and read it. That's a great place to start. Pick up your Bible and read it, and you're reading it for the Lord, to for the... Um, for you to glorify God. Yeah, especially when we think about church community. I, you know, there's an example of, that I used uh, about people walking away in the last episode, and I remember talking to one of our uh, young men who is a leader in our youth group, and he he uh, didn't want to be a leader anymore because of personal sin in his life. And I could kind of see the rotting on the wall of where it was leading um, that he was going to distance himself and soon not be a part of church. And, and I just implored him. I was like, do not distance yourself from the church. You need the church. You need this community of believers. And I, I was just trying to kind of challenge him to maybe see some of his own pride. I was like, you're not the only person that can be a blessing. Like people can bless you and other people can be a blessing to you. And you need mm-hmm. this community around you. And, and, and we need you. And um, I mean, unfortunately, it it kind of went how how I saw it going, but um, it, it was a it was a burnout issue and a burnout issue from from sin and then from being stretched thin in service and the the answer is a lot what G said uh, pick up your Bible open your Bible read it read it not to get through it but to be changed by it and pray and and don't distance yourself from the community that God's given you. No, I think I think. You know, always when we look at application in the church, we we should always kind of change our focus back to the early church, right? And and when I think of Acts chapter two, um, verses forty six and forty seven, scripture scripture says this. <laughs> Get a grip, Aaron. All right. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So what were they doing? They were getting together day by day, every day, hanging out. Wouldn't that get old? Today it would, because we're, we're selfish jerks most of the time, right? Like, and, and what Johnny was bringing up um, just was an epiphany for me. Another reason, strong reason for this, is we will not allow other people to love on us yeah. or to speak truth into our lives. I cannot tell you how many people are surrounded by those who love them and feel completely lonely. Yet, they are the ones who will not allow anyone else into their life, right? Like, there are people around you who love you, who want to pour into you, who will uh, bless you. But instead of allowing that, instead of being vulnerable, you put up this, like, fence of pride, and you don't allow them in, and yet blame them at the very same time. So if the early church could be together daily, and not be like, gosh, this this really stinks. This this burned me out, man. This is every day. What is the reason for that? I think the reason is found in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance. This means continue to run the race that is set before us. What do we do? How do we keep going? We look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's look to Jesus, right? The reason why we struggle, we, 
when we have tr- uh, troubled times, we look to Jesus. When we're burnt out, what do we do? We look to Jesus. We have rough relationships or we don't feel like serving or we don't feel like going or, you know, all these things are going on or we've been hurt by the church or we've hurt others in the church. What do we do? How do we keep moving? We look to Jesus. If you want to keep going the same way that I had finally, um, years and years and years ago, finally whipped the demon, at least for this season of my life, of doubt, was I stopped looking at all that I had done. I stopped looking for the seriousness of the prayer that I prayed or you know how well I was or how people loved me and poured into me. I started looking at the cross. And then it was finished. Just as the Lord said, it was finished. Then I could walk forward in power. It wasn't me anymore. It was His grace. I think for for those of us that struggle with burnout as a result of um, looking for validation for what we do uh, through the praise of other people, um, that's the reason that we serve or whatever we might do. And just to kind of really hit us home. I think this is, I remember hearing this verse, but in Jeremiah uh, two uh, scripture says this, it says uh, for my, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Um, if we're looking for a value worth validation, whatever it might be, and the praise of other people towards us, we're, we're hewing for ourselves broken cisterns that will not hold water. Um, where do we look to, I mean, to to echo everything Aaron said is, uh, we look to Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. And, and we look to why he did what he did. It was for the joy that was set before him. And so, um, can you, can you get through this season of burnout? Um, yeah, for the joy that's set before you, uh, you can, you can do, all things through Christ who strengthens you. And my encouragement would be is to look for the reason that you do what you do. Is that the cause of burnout? Uh, because often, often I think that is, is the reason that you're doing what you're doing. Because, and we've, we've said other reasons that wouldn't be, um, you know, if you've been hurt, if you've, um, if it's from personal sin, then obviously there's other things that need to be addressed. But, uh, what is the reason? And then, and then I would give my, my last um, exhortation is for those of us that might be stretched thin, that are we feel like we're giving and we have nothing left to give. Uh, what I would say is um, make sure going back to what Jesus said, you're you're filling yourself up, um, and then and then you you give from what's there. You know, a, a lot of us are um, we're we're giving and giving and giving without ever. Uh, caring for our own spiritual well-being, and and I'm not saying that you can't preach the gospel if you haven't read the Word of God today, but I'm saying um, make sure that when you love, it is from a place of being loved by God. Uh, we love because Christ first loved us, and so the the illustration I, I like that was presented to me a long time ago is a lot of people either are canals or reservoirs and you know, canals, they, they only, they get ships through, um, by using water that's already there. It's emptying and, and filling with water that's there. And that's all that there is. 
uh, reservoirs give from the overflow. Like you can get across because of the overflow that's there. And we want to be so filled up that the love that people are experiencing, the joy that people are experiencing when they come into contact with us is from the fruit of the spirit that's just welling up inside of us. That only happens by cultivating a relationship with Christ day by day by day. And so, um, so I would say examine the motives that you have, what's going on, what would be the cause of burnout? What's, what's the motivation for what you're doing? And then also, uh, give from a place of, of overflow, um, knowing there, there's going to be times of, of dry season, but, um, don't, don't look for time to be with Christ, find time to be with Christ, like make time. Um, you, it, it, that is the most important thing you can do, uh, today and tomorrow when you wake up is be with Jesus through his word, through prayer, um, be with Christ. Amen. So I'm going to take a second here and for those of us or those of you listening, not us, cause I probably feel it all the time, but for those listening that maybe you don't feel burnout or you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, one thing that I try my best to do, um, and I would encourage you to do, and we see it all throughout Scripture, and most of the time it's in reference to uh, because the day of the Lord is coming, and that's to encourage others in the faith. Listener, reach out to those who are serving. Serve alongside of those who are serving. Encourage them, even if it's a even if it's a fire emoji, man, I send fire emojis all the time to, to these people in this room, to, to people, uh, you know, our worship team or whatever. Uh, just encourage them. Uh, because sometimes that, that encouragement may help be the catalyst to helping someone get over the burnout situation. And, and so we're all, in this, we're all in this fight together until the day of the Lord. And so to continue to encourage one another and pray for one another, and G said it perfect. I, he said it right at the beginning. When I think about all those times that I feel burnout, he said, get to the church, do the fellowship. You completely forget about that burnout when you're amongst your brothers and your sisters. Um, you know, just fellowshipping and loving on one another. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. Um, but it's just a reminder of how sweet it is to serve along with those who are like-minded for the cause of Christ. And so that's my that's my... Uh, point is just encourage one another as we continue to serve daily, weekly, whenever it is. Amen. Amen. Yeah, no, I, I think the Lord, you know, took time away, right? He got away to restore himself, you know, and to be alone with the father. I, I think that'd be good for us when we forsake that we forsake, as Johnny was saying, just basically the feeding of our own soul. And, and then just to remember something that at this time we'll have said a few weeks back, but in, in John 15, obedience is the path to joy. You know, we talk about not being the path to lesser, but obedience is the path to joy. And so if we just follow Christ, like, like everyone has said today in this time, you know, if we just follow him and we follow him for the right reasons, you know, in spirit and truth, God will lead us down the path. And yes, we will have times of difficulty, but we'll understand who it's actually for. It's not for us and our edification immediately. It's for a king who has been victorious in all that he does. And he's called us sons and daughters. And he's given us the grace to live this life for him. This time is short, as you said. The time's approaching. Let's work even more diligently, understanding the time is near. And we've, we've already basically mentioned it, but just to make sure it's abundantly clear, if you're in a, in a season of burnout right now, 
share it with someone, share it with one of us. We would love to walk with you through it. We promise we're not going to be surprised by it, um, but we care too much for you, uh, for your walk with Jesus, for your gospel witness, um, to let burnout be a reason that you um, distance yourself from the church and, and from faith. And so um, tell someone, we want to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And just as Bobby mentioned, we want to consider how to stir one another up to love and good works because the day of the Lord is fastly approaching. Um, and may it come quickly. So Amen. press on for the cause of Christ Amen. And, and that day will come. Yes. And so we hope that you were encouraged today. Um, know that we, again, as I said on the last episode, um, that if you need to reach out, we are available. Uh, you can get in touch with us. We can pray with you. We can encourage you and just keep pushing on, uh, because the, the prize is not here on the earth. Uh, and it can't be given to you from man. And so uh, we hope you were encouraged today. Gentlemen, thank you for um, t- talking today on a pretty applicable subject uh, in our daily daily lives here uh, on this earth as we talk about church burnout. Um, again, listeners, we love you. We thank you for tuning in and uh, encouraging us as we continue to, to try to strive to equip believers to make disciples uh, for others and love others for the glory of Jesus Christ. That's our goal each time we're here together. Uh, Pastor G, will you close us in prayer? Holy God, I just thank you so much for my brothers, Lord, for their hearts, for their willingness to share with us um, what they've been through um, with this topic today. And Lord, I just thank you so much for the opportunities we have with this platform to be able to Uh, convey your word uh, convey uh, the gospel to others lord outside of these walls i just i just praise you lord that we're um, able to do so and lord i pray today that uh, we remember lord it's all about you it's not about us god everything is about you when we pick up our bibles when we pray when we come to church when we fellowship when we sing praises and hymns to you when we're um, uh, sitting underneath Uh, the preaching and teaching of your word, Lord, it's all about you, every bit of it. It's not about us, God. Lord, I pray that you create in us a clean heart, renew a right spirit within us, Lord, that we might glorify you and you alone, Lord. Help us to do so uh, more and more. And as Johnny said, Lord, I just pray that we uh, remember to bear one another's burdens, Lord. Uh, If you see someone at church, Lord, uh, just uh, uh, help us to Uh, remember that as our brother and our sister that we need to uh, lift them up to you we need to encourage them and love on them Lord help us to uh, be mindful of that and in everything we do Lord may it be to your glory in your name we pray Amen Thank you for joining us today on the EC Podcast if you do not have a church family you can join us on Sundays at 10.30am and Wednesdays at 6.30pm if you are outside the area we encourage you to find a Bible believing church for fellowship and worship Until next time, God bless.